It is absolutely right that uh, we should give God thanks for our freedom uh, that we have in our country. It's, uh, it is truly from his hand that we are blessed. We, uh, and it's certainly right that we would thank our, our veterans, those who lost their lives, those who didn't but lost a lot anyway uh, as they served. We appreciate them, give thanks to them. Let's remember that God bless the USA is a humble prayer. It's not a, it's a begging, it's not a demand. We, we beg God that he would bless our country. We, we beg God that he would give us, uh, continue to give us the freedom to worship. Our uh, Declaration of Independence rightly states that our, our freedoms, our rights we have are from God. The reality is everything we have is from God. Every blessing that we have, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. That's, that's what we celebrate. So as we celebrate the 4th of July, as we celebrate our independence, let's never forget that, that we don't deserve any of it. We don't deserve it because of our nationality. We don't deserve it because of anything we've done it is a gracious gift from a loving Father. Our greatest freedom, as Christians, we know, our greatest freedom is our freedom from sin. We celebrate, rightfully, our freedom from tyranny, our, our freedom uh, to, to worship, our freedom, uh, the, all the freedoms that are delineated in our Constitution. But there's a better freedom. Our freedom from sin is not predicated on political freedom. There are, uh, the Christian is free even in the most oppressive government. And we have scripture to, to tell us that. Uh, Philippians 3.20 says, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear that, that we as Christians are strangers, aliens, even in our home country. I saw uh, a day or two ago somebody wrote that as believers, we have more in common this morning with a believer in South Sudan than we have with an unbeliever that lives across the street. And that... that kind of hard to get our mind around, but our, our lineage, our family of Christ, that's the stronger family. When we follow Christ, we renounce all other allegiances. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, leave mother and father, brother and sister. Take up your cross and follow me. He, he called guys who were in the revolution, zealot, Simon the Zealot, to be a part of what he was doing. See, Jesus always comes first. So anytime we celebrate our country, anytime we celebrate the freedom we have, let's never forget the one to whom we owe all honor and all allegiance, the one who gives us that freedom. Our focus and our goal as Christians is Christ-likeness. Colossians 3, 18 and 19, right before the passage that says we are citizens of, of a different kingdom, a citizens, we're citizens of heaven, 
Paul says, For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame, they are focused on earthly things. And then he continues, But our citizenship is in heaven. As we rightly celebrate this morning and this week, as we know that well, we're humans, we're, we're citizens, we're, we're part of a country, part of a community, and we have responsibilities to that country and that community, we know that our greater responsibility is to Christ. And as we celebrate our God-granted freedom, we remember our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world today that don't have that freedom. Uh, around the world, it was Sunday morning a little while ago. And a little while ago, uh, there was a man standing on the corner in, uh, on a street in India, and he was an usher, basically, for a church. And if you knew who he was, you would go to him, you'd walk to him, and you'd find out where church was going to be that week. Because they, they, they didn't put it on Facebook. Uh, they, they didn't have a website that said, meet us here at 1030 Sunday morning. They have to meet in secret. And uh, the story is told of that position in the church, of that usher's position that tells people where to go to church that week, that the usher was caught. They figured out who it was. Somebody ratted him out. And he was in prison and he was, in, he was beaten. And another usher took his place. And, and that usher was caught and he was imprisoned and he was beaten. And another usher took his place. And someone from America asked the pastor, that has got to be a hard position to fill, doesn't it? Isn't it? And the pastor said, oh no, there's a waiting list. Because they knew that though they were not free to worship, they were free. And the opportunity to point people to church, to point people to Jesus, was the most important opportunity that, that they had. So he stands there, he points people to church, they point people to Christ, even though they aren't free, because they are free in Christ. They worship anyway, they evangelize anyway. How can they do that? How can that be the most longed-for position in the church? Because of the promise of, of Philippians 3.20. Because their citizenship was not in India. Their citizenship is not in Sudan. Their citizenship is not in Benin. Their citizenship is not in Great Britain. Their citizenship is not in America. Their citizenship is in heaven. And they eagerly wait for their Savior. They don't have the freedom to worship. But they worship. They don't have the freedom to evangelize, but they evangelize. They don't have the freedom to serve their God the way we do, yet they serve God. And people are coming to Christ by the millions, literally, in China. So I ask you this morning, what's your excuse for not coming to Christ? What's your excuse for not following, not heeding the call of the Holy Spirit on your heart? What's holding you back 
from trusting Christ as your Savior? What, are the, what's, what, what, what is the impediment? Nobody's going to kill you. And nobody's ever died from embarrassment. No one has ever lost their life because some people said, those Christians. What's your excuse for not trusting Christ? Christian, when, when we are His, we're untouchable. To live is Christ, Paul said. To die is to gain. If I live, it's going to be for Jesus. But if the day comes where we have to put an usher on a street corner to whisper where church is, for, in fear of his life, well, to die would be to gain. It is hard for us to wrap our heads around that because we live in such a great country, because we celebrate such freedoms, because we can come here on a Sunday morning and publicly, loudly, boldly proclaim our faith in Christ. That is great. But sometimes we get so used to being able to do that that we don't do that. Why wouldn't we? Why would we not share Christ when we have the freedom to do it? Why would we not profess Christ when the only thing that's holding us back is our own pride and our own internal fears. Regardless of your bondage this morning, regardless of how unfree you feel, and for some of us, that's why we won't trust Christ. We, we are in bondage to our sin. That's biblical. You are correct. You are a slave to your sin without Christ. And you feel like there's no way you can get out of it. You feel like you're in bondage to, to something else. It's not a sin on your part, but you are in bondage to someone else's sin. You are enslaved. That You are in a situation you feel like you cannot be removed from. I'm telling you, to live is Christ. To die is to gain. There is no bondage that you experience that Jesus cannot deliver you from. But Michael, he might not take away the problem. You're right. When people come to Christ in uh, Iran, suddenly the religious persecution that existed doesn't go away. As a matter of fact, they are intentionally, willingly putting themselves in the way of persecution because Jesus never said persecution would die. As a matter of fact, he said, y'all expect it. You're going to follow me. You're going to be persecuted. It will happen. But what he also said was that he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. That we would be free if we follow him. So regardless of your, your bondage this morning, you can experience true freedom in Christ. And, and as we celebrate, I will not preach the Constitution because the Constitution won't save you. I will not preach uh, the Declaration of Independence because, I, because the Declaration of Independence won't save you. Um, Uncle Sam didn't die for your sins, and you can't ask him into your heart. What I will preach this morning, as I've already done and I'm about done, 
is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you can be saved. In a land of the free, you can be saved. And in the land of the bound, you can be saved. That's the message that we have. That's the message that we have the freedom to share. And church, that is the message we have to share more than any other message. As citizens of the kingdom of God, we know true freedom is only found in Christ. This morning, you can experience true freedom from your sin. You are a sinner. I am a sinner. As a Christian, I'm no longer bound to my sin. I struggle with my sin. You struggle with your sin, believer. But you are not bound to your sin. You are no longer a slave to sin. We are slaves to God, servants to God. And in that slavery, in that servitude, we find freedom. And this morning, you can have that freedom. You just need to recognize a few things. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's you and that's me. We've all done it. We're all there. It is the human condition. There is no one who doesn't suffer from that bondage. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That is the result. That's that's what we're going to get because of our sin. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, if we repent of our sins, we turn from our old life, we turn to Christ, We trust that gift. We put our faith in that gift. We'll be saved. Romans 5.8, God proved his love for us that even while we were in bondage, even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Christ set us free. Freedom is there for the taking if we will just take it. Everyone, Romans 10.13, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That crosses socioeconomic lines. That crosses racial lines. That crosses international borders. Those with and without constitutions. Those with and without freedom around the world this morning. If you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. You will be set free. And you, this morning, can have that freedom in Christ. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you can be saved. I mean, the language is language of freedom. Saved. Saved. Saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved from slavery. Saved from bondage. Saved from an eternity in hell. You, this morning, can be saved. That is the message of our church. That is what we need to share. And I pray that this morning, you would respond to that gospel message in faith. Trust Jesus and be saved from your sins this morning. Would you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you for this great country that we live in. Not because, at least most of us, chose it, Most of us were born here. A lot of us were born here. Some of us chose it because of the opportunities that it gave, because of uh, the, the freedom that we have. But Lord, 
whether we were born here or came later, it is still a gift from you. It is still a blessing from you. Lord, and we, like we are so prone to do, we squander the blessings you give us. We tend to use our freedom as license. A license to do what we want. Lord God, may you call your church, your church in America, to use its freedom for you. To use its opportunity for you. Because we know not every church in the world has that opportunity. Not every church in the world has that freedom. And Lord, we squander the blessings that you have given us when we don't use that freedom to serve you. We are blessed to be a blessing, not blessed to hoard our blessing. Lord God, may we be a church that is bold to share the gospel. May we be a church that is bold to preach the name of Jesus. May we be a church that is bold to tell the world of the true freedom that we can have, or they can have, rather, in Jesus Christ. Whether they have political freedom or not. God, may we be the church that you have called us to be. And this morning, if there's somebody here that has not experienced the freedom that we can have from sin in Jesus Christ, I pray that they would do that today, that they would heed the calling of your Holy Spirit on their heart, and they would turn from their sin and turn to you and trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, don't let their, their bondage to sin, their bondage to pride, their, their bondage to family, their, their bondage to anything hinder the freedom that they can have in Jesus Christ. God, move on their hearts this morning to respond to you. And may we see your work today in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning I'll ask you, do you want to become a citizen of God's kingdom? Do you want to be a part of that family? You can do that this morning by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, placing your faith and trust in Him, and become a Christian today. Maybe you want to join our church. Maybe you want to be a part of this local body of believers that is connected by the blood of Jesus to millions and millions of believers around the world. Maybe you need to follow in obedience and baptism. You've accepted Christ, but you want to publicly announce that through baptism, and, and you just want to come and talk to me about that this morning. That's great, too. Maybe you have an issue that you need to get right with God that may or may not include prayer with me. It just needs to be something you bring to God up here uh, at the, the prayer rail. Maybe that's what you're doing this morning. Maybe you need to be used by God, live a life of holiness. Maybe God's calling you to a ministry. Maybe you just need to spend the next couple of minutes in prayer with God. Whatever your decision is, I pray that you would not put it off. That you would make that decision today, especially, especially if you feel the Holy Spirit prompting you to come to Jesus for salvation. We're going to stand. We're going to sing. And as we do so, you do business with God this morning.